Hey guys, it's Shelly again. If you can tell, this is actually part two of a collaboration that we did with Natalie from Some Kind of Brown. So the previous one did end a little bit abruptly because we didn't really plan it out to have two parts. We just talked way too much. So if you haven't listened to part one, then go back to episode eight, which was part one and take a listen because otherwise you're going to be missing out on a lot of important and interesting conversation about race. That being said, here is part two. Well, a lot of the problem in particular in Korea with uh, how they see black people is our how our media treats them, but they have a really big celebrity there mm-hmm. that I am so grateful that he's popular. His name is uh, Sam Lucierde. Yeah. Oh, I've walked. I was, I was like standing next to him. I think if we're talking about the same person. <laughs> yeah, Sam, uh, Sam Lucierde. I can't know how to pronounce his um, last name, but he goes on shows regularly and he's fluent. In yes. He's, a, he is completely fluent. He's very, very popular and he has talked a lot on shows in Korea about how he's been treated. And when Koreans mm-hmm. hear how he's been treated and how much it hurts, mm-hmm. you can see like the hosts and people in the audience, they realize how bad these things are and they think it's bad. And so I think that people like Sam and some of the other foreigners who are becoming very popular in the Korean media are spreading these kinds of awarenesses in the general populace, mm-hmm. but I I don't know if there's a need for or a an equivalent in Canada. Um, I mean, again, like our racism tends to be more on the down low. Yeah. Like going back to the like, <coughs> are people upfront with like, oh, I've never been with an Asian girl before? A lot of times, the way it comes across is, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Toronto. No, where are you really uh, from? Well, that's that's universal, I guess, because that's kind of yeah. But, like, but the tone of it is like it's supposed to be flirtation. Yeah. So I do, I do get like, and some people are just genuinely curious. So it's like whatever. Yeah. Um. Usually, it's like Asian girl who I think is cute. Like, are you gonna be the cutesy? Like, first of all, what kind of Asian are you? Because there is, you know, inter Asian racism oh, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So, what kind of Asian are you? Um, like how quote unquote exotic are you? It's very, it's, again, it's very subtle, but I get that sense, which is where they're like, cause I've had a guy who first cat called me Ew. and then I just kept walking. Like I was ignoring him and he followed me. This was, I was on my way to the subway train. He followed me and he's like, do you have a boyfriend? I was just like, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, wait, wait, well, do you want a boyfriend? Obviously not. I'm walking away from you. And he goes, okay. Sure, let's just let's just talk then. No. And I'm like, I'm ignoring him. I'm speed walking. And he goes, So where are you from? And I answer, Toronto. And he goes, Where are you actually from? My mother's womb. That's my go-to <laughs> answer. My mother's womb. And because he started out catcalling me and then asking me where I'm quote unquote from, that's the kind of like it's not the same as like, well, I would love to, you know, get or, to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've also had a guy who I think in his mind, he had good intentions, but don't they all? Mm-hmm. Um, he came yeah. up to me while I was downtown Toronto hanging out with Cucumber. <laughs> um, and he comes up, he just goes, sorry, I've got to say, you are 
exquisite. I've had weird things like that. People, yeah, people are weird. White, a white guy who comes up to me and, and like, and I was like, um, thanks. <laughs> or like, I've sometimes been told like, oh, your English is really good, and this isn't. It's more of a microaggression. Yeah, there, it's more ignorance than hatred, mm. where they just don't realize like, you know, people of color can be born and raised in Canada too. I don't right? get a lot of um, your English is really good because I don't. Well, I usually don't look Asian. Sometimes I do, which is completely weird and accidental. <laughs> But it's because I'm it's because I'm significantly indigenous, mm-hmm. and we share some of the same features. So we I have a very I have no nose bridge. Um, it, <laughs> same sunglasses are a problem. <laughs> any glasses are I wear glasses and they're always a problem, and I try not to wear them because I hate I have to wear the ones with the, like the little pad things. Or they, do you have to keep pushing them up your yes, nose? Yes, they always fall I, down my face. <laughs> And I mean, if it makes you feel better. I do have a nose bridge, but I also have the same problems with glasses. <laughs> but that might be because I'm sweating. <laughs> well, it's not because I'm sweating. It's literally just because my face doesn't support. Yeah, like my nose doesn't support things being yeah. on it. So like those kinds of things people get confused by. I can tell they're being genuine. I usually get like actual confusion from people. Because <laughs> I've... I've had someone who's Vietnamese come up to me and speak Vietnamese. I've had people who are Hispanic come up and speak Spanish. I've had like most most languages um, so- spoken at you, <laughs> at you, not yes. <laughs> and even a woman who is Hawaiian during Mardi Gras, she left her children with me because oh. she thought I was Hawaiian, and she was like, "Okay, she's an, she's a fellow Hawaiian, and she can be trusted." And I didn't. I mean, I wouldn't trust anyone regardless. <laughs> she just left her kids with you. She just left you. her kids with me. She was like, can you watch my kids for a minute? I have to go to the bathroom. And before I could even say anything, I had one kid in my arms and a stroller in front of me. You know what? That's, That's funny. Insane. Completely side, complete side story. But that happens in some cultures. So Kara and her friend were volunteering in Nepal. And Kara is super white, like Scandinavian British roots. Um so it race has nothing to do with this, but she was on a bus in Nepal and people just hand their kids to people on the bus to help hold while, because it's such a crowded uh, bus, right? Yeah. And she just got handed this child and she's like, because <laughs> obviously like she only knows English. Yeah. Um, but I guess like, I think where she was staying, there were a lot of foreigners. I think she was near Kathmandu. Okay. Um, and there's also a lot of volunteers, right? Because she was part of the group. And I don't know if she was wearing like the volunteer shirt or if she was just in her normal clothes, but she just got handed this child because I guess people That's just hilarious. like culturally, they just like, they're like, yeah, I can trust you with my child. Also, on Zoom. Well, I mean, the difference is that the mother in your case ran off to the washroom. Yeah, she went to the bathroom and <laughs> I didn't know why she left her kids with me. I asked her later, I was like, what made you feel so comfortable just leaving your children with me? And she goes, Aren't you Hawaiian? No. (laughs) You know, did her face just go like drop? And she was like, I left my kids with a no, 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 no. It, it, she didn't have any reaction like that because obviously her children were still there and alive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's my thing is like, I don't, if I had kids, like, even with kids that I babysit, I don't fucking trust nobody. Yeah. (laughs) I don't trust anybody. (laughs) I get how parents trust me with their kids because we're in the literal, like we're in their school. So I get that. But like, you know, they've, 
but in the streets. Yeah. But never, it's that sense. I think it's that sense of community, right? right? Like, yeah. like she, But we also there's also jokes like um, a lot of my South Asian friends are like, never trust another brown person. <laughs> so that's the exact opposite. <laughs> Yeah, they were, they were like, we will screw you over. It doesn't matter. You could be related to us and we'll still screw you oh, over. I mean, obviously, they were, like, <laughs> they were like joking, right? And I guess that kind of brings us to the topic of like using jokes and race. Where do you draw that line? Because I've had people tell me jokes that were like racist and then I will make a quote unquote racist joke about myself and they'll be like, well, why is it okay when you do it? Again, go, like Canada is very subtle. Oh, Toronto is very subtle about their racism. They tiptoe around it. They like it's the whole. You know, we're not we're not racist at all. When you turn around and do something that's kind of like kind of racist, you know, I've had people tell jokes that are racist to me. Like sometimes they literally mean it as like this is a dumb yeah. joke, and it's dumb because it's not true. Mm-hmm. I've had a friend be like, "How do you blindfold an Asian?" And I just, oh, like, no. with my face set in that emoji, and he's, like, with floss. And I, I punched him, and he was, like, obviously, I know that's not true. You have very round eyes. Thank you. And I'm, like, uh, thanks. Thanks for the backhand um, compliment. Rude. Yeah. I have, like, this one joke that I remember hearing, and I told it to Soonho. Obviously, I don't think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's funny with how stupid it is. Yeah. But I'm, I'll tell it as long as I don't get in trouble, because it's not my joke. Okay. So the You're people, retelling. Yes. Yeah, so there's... <laughs> these people trapped on an island okay. and one of them is this asian man okay i don't know what kind of asian but okay well i don't want to choose like he could be japanese he could be chinese he could be i don't like to assume he's mong <laughs> there you go he's, he's, he's kind a of mong asian man <laughs> and he was mongoloid no not that the, uh, actual slightly racist very racist not that one, the H M O N G Mong, like the actual. Oh, oh, like okay, no, because I thought you said Mong like Mongoloid, no. which is we can have an entire discussion on the racism in like archaeology and. Oh yeah, I have a podcast about race. I'm just gonna randomly throw racial slur in. I thought you were, I mean, in this context, I thought there were airports around. No, that. I actually <laughs> meant the group of, the ethnic group. On <laughs> brand. On brand. So, anyways. Continue with the racism, Kelly. <laughs> so, they look, so they're all busy doing their jobs and they're like, we need to find supplies. So they look to this Asian man, they're like, can you go into the forest and find us supplies? Mm-hmm. He's like, Okay. So he goes in the forest. He doesn't come back for a day. And they're like, we should go look for him. He doesn't come back for like two days. Like, we should go look for him. And so they start walking towards the forest. And as soon as they like hit the edge, he jumps on and goes, supplies! That's terrible. (laughs) It's an awful joke. I'm laughing, but it's terrible. (laughs) I know. So go. I was like, where did you hear that? I was like, I don't know, some old person. Told oh me that God! Joke. <laughs> yeah, I I can see what you mean when you said it's funny how dumb. Yeah, it is. yeah it's like really fucking. It's stupid. not even offensive. It's just kind of. It's dumb. not offensive because like they didn't put enough effort in to be no, offensive. No, I, it's just still. I don't know. Like I've I've had like 
not like jokes that are even meant it more like teasing like my former boss and again we can have an entire episode on how shitty was but she would like make jokes about how cheap asians are and like oh you cheap asians and like leave it to the asian to figure out the cheapest Ew, way to do okay things. that's that's actually that's really gross exactly yeah. the same basically and the one guy wasp uh white anglo-saxon protestant i don't know he's not actually protestant but like you know older like in he's 60 65 or something Mm. white dude who's been homophobic transphobic but he was kind of like you know we keep poking fun at you maybe it's time to for you to poke fun at white people too so but i'm like i mean my what my what i said was you're so white that's Ketchup is a spice oh to you, which is what, but like, but that's such a yeah. harmless, like, it's, it's another kind of like, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like that stereotype of white people not handling spicy things is very, has very different consequences than, you know, calling Middle Eastern people yeah. tourists or Asian people or Jewish people very cheap. Mm. Like it, it, they don't understand the imbalance. It's like, it's not just teasing because maybe she maybe she truly believes that all Asians are cheap or maybe she knows that it's a joke but she doesn't she didn't understand why it wasn't okay but because she was my boss I couldn't say anything Mm -hmm. I mean even in a business setting no matter like if you know it's a joke or not it's highly inappropriate like yeah I mean like I've made jokes like one day we came back and Talia's mom needed help with math Yes. And it was me, Sunho, and Talia. So she looked up both me and Sunho. I mean, well, because Talia was blatantly not good at math. I'm fucking terrible at so math. It I'm was, also bad at math, so it's fine. Uh, I'm actually decent at math. Like, I I mean, yeah. I'm in the sciences and like. Sunho's good at math, too. Yeah. But I made a joke. I was like, oh, it's because we're Asian, isn't it? I don't. I, it, <laughs> I knew it wasn't that. It was yeah. because it was either you or us. And Literally, it's definitely. She knows it's not me. <laughs> I feel like it's there's a whole different thing between jokes where you're amongst your peers or people who've been accepted in the community and when people outside of your community make a joke. It's two completely different things. Yeah, I think when like I always say like, oh, I'm I'm good at math. Ha ha. Like when I make a joke, it's because I know the cultural ins and outs of well, maybe not Chinese culture as a whole because I'm so far removed from being like mainland Chinese because mm. again, my parents weren't born in China either. But like being Chinese born Canadian, you know, I can make jokes about things that are like hashtag relatable. <laughs> like um, seeing a drum, like a container of drumsticks, like the ice cream mm. in in the freezer and then opening it to find just chicken meat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like that's very common in immigrant households, though. Mm. Recycling things and finding ways to uh, save space or reuse something yeah. is very immigrant culture slash yeah. poverty culture. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, we're, you know, living in upper middle class suburbia, but we did live in a o- low income area. And like, my parents did not grow up with money. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my dad grew up in like the slums of Vietnam. And my mom was, I believe, in Cambodia during the um, genocide that was happening. <laughs> so, my, yeah, my mom is times. one of six children and they lived in like a two-bedroom apartment. So like her and her siblings mm-hmm. like all squished into the same bed. Like, Yeah, it was, so they don't like to waste things. No, right. Very close, mm-hmm. which is cool. But Yeah, same with I my mom and imagine. her gazillion siblings that I always lose count, but there's not actually that many of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like again, like when I make jokes, like I wouldn't I wouldn't make a joke about Jewish people because to be honest, despite living here where there is such a high Jewish population and being friends with you, I know very little. Mm-hmm. And I can't like you know, when you're making jokes about other cultures that you know very little about, what you do know are the stereotypes. And most of the time those stereotypes are the harmful ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. And I, I guess I did kind of want to talk about like the model minority thing. Mm-hmm. Because as an Asian, there's discussion about Asian privilege because East Asians are generally lighter skinned. So there's right. colorism. I'm not very, I'm very tan naturally. Um, so kind of jumping back to like being mistaken for other cultures. I've been mistaken for being Korean. Apparently I look very Korean sometimes. I've been mistaken as a Korean person by a Korean person in Japan. (laughs) But because of my skin, I got asked if I'm Filipino. Like we have a lot of Filipino coworkers and they would ask if I speak Tagalog so that they can speak with me, but I don't, so they can't. (laughs) Well, they speak English to me, but I am not included when they... Yeah, fair. Um, but I think that's more of a like, can we include you in this? Oh no, sorry. Okay, bye. <laughs> being Asian, you're supposed to be the like the meek ones, you know. Other than being cheap, I guess is one of the few quote unquote negative stereotypes. When I really believe all stereotypes are negative and harmful. Well, um, like- I mean, to an extent, some stereotypes. Um, stem from actual truth and it's just a natural thing yeah. that everyone does but yes yeah. there are definitely harmful stereotypes yeah i mean like some some things if there's a reason it became a stereotype sometimes it's because it does come from like asians are or particular chinese i don't know about other asian cultures but we're very practical mm-hmm. people right like we're very pragmatic we don't bother with fluff so like when i want to buy things for my my place, my my room, and in the future, my condo, that looks pretty. My my mom's like, why? You don't need it. <laughs> like, but I'm like, but pretty. it looks nice. So like, you know, that kind of, that does lead to the whole like, oh, you're just cheap and no sense of aesthetic. Like yeah. I've actually gone to one of my white friends and be like, you're my consulting white person. How do I do this home decor thing? <laughs> like I didn't know. Because we just have we just have comforters. We don't usually deal with duvet covers. Mm. Like we don't buy like a duvet and then a cover. But I did it because I was like, I want to be able to change it out. And I had to ask my white friends how to not have the duvet slip from the cover because <laughs> I didn't know how to do it. Mm. So there's that. But- I actually don't know how to do it. I just uh, put what? darts, like sew darts in the corners. Like throwing darts? No, no, no. When you sew, um, like... Yeah. A dart is like a spot. Like you sew multiple like uh, times in a single spot. Okay, okay. My comforter always gets into a little ball inside of my duvet cover. I bought clips. Yeah. If you yeah. can sew, um, I, I hand sew darts. Highly recommend. <laughs> but I want to be able to change it out easily. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Yeah. Or like some of them come, I've been told you can use ribbons, just tie the corners together. Uh, yeah, like tie it really tight so it doesn't, like thin ribbon. Yeah. Because yeah. um, some of my duvets actually come with little ties. Oh my but God. I, I think the point is I had to ask a white person how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't know oh, either. the model minority. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, so because Asians have the whole like, oh, we're demure and meek and we'll just do what we're told. So at work, I've kind of had that expectation, like both the the Asians or also the um, the one guy who's Indian, who is also Asian, but different stereotypes, I think, you know, we were kind of the doormats. 
because we it was just assumed that we wouldn't fight back. And culturally, you know, we do have a very strong work ethic, which is, I guess, why Rob Ford called us dogs. <laughs> you know, especially being immigrants, like my parents, they say this all the time and they actually mean it. They came to Canada with nothing but the clothes on their yeah. heads. So they had no choice but to work hard and like just culturally, you know, we don't just put in, you know, 80%. My favorite racist um, meme, which I feel like is true, is the disappointed Asian dad. Oh my gosh. If you come home with a B, it's like, you're not Bijan, you're Asian. Yeah, I've seen that. (laughs) I think one of the saddest ones that's a stereotype that tends to be true is like your parents not telling you that they love you. It's more like eat this food. (laughs) <laughs> usually if I tell if I compliment my parents they're like what do you want yeah <laughs> like what do you want from us? it's a joke because again we're a very pragmatic culture so we don't necessarily show affection in a way that white people would recognize like when I was living at school I lived with three white girls for the most part so when they talk to their parents they say like okay bye I love you and I'm like I I would feel so embarrassing <laughs> like I would never I have not told my parents I love them and they very rarely tell me, they rarely tell me how proud they are of me. Mm-hmm. Some Like sometimes they do have emotional moments where they're like, I'm so happy you are where you are right now. But usually they don't. And, oh, but it's just that like, you know, I do feel their affection right. just in a different way. Hmm. Yeah. My family, we're very affectionate like towards each other. Like mm-hmm. we're always like, love you. Or like, uh, you know, my family in Israel, like we, we talk – we have a family WhatsApp group and everyone's like always Aww. like, a happy birthday. I love cute. you. We all miss you. Like, we, you know, it's all like my mom's family, the Israeli half of my family are very close. Mm-hmm. And so we're always like straight up like, yeah, we haven't seen each other. And like, I haven't seen my family in Israel in three years, barely mm-hmm. spoke to them in three years. But guaranteed the second I step foot in Israel and the second I see them, we're all going to be like, no. No, no time has passed. And like, That's oh, cute. we miss you. We love you. Aww. You know? So, I mean, I guess <laughs> I come up, maybe that's why I'm like so annoyingly affectionate. <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think in general, white people tend to be more think, open with their affection. Mm. With Well, and so do black people as well. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, to be honest, I don't have very many black friends, actually. Yeah. Oh no, you're a racist. <laughs> I have one. Oh, no. I can't use that. You can't use that anti-racist phrase. I have one black yeah, friend. I'm not racist. I have a black friend. <laughs> I have an Asian boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like now, like I'm thinking about it, right? And most of my friends are. Oh, that was my uncles. <laughs> like I have a lot of Asian friends. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of white friends, Israeli friends. One friend from Albania. That's oh, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I have two black friends that I love very much. You know, one of them's living in <laughs> Australia. She's fabulous, living her best freaking life. And my other friend, um, he's just moving to New York and he speaks like five different languages. He speaks like Mandarin, Korean, like <laughs> he's just show. Spanish. He's just like, showing off now. Yeah, I'm one of those overachievers. Yeah, but he's so cool. <laughs> but I, think I love him. Kind but. of going back is like, 
I guess I never thought about because we celebrate a race, but we also I don't, don't like, like think, think about, about it. Much. Yeah, that's why it took me a second. Right, I was like, like I it's kind of weird in that way where in America it's very like assimilate, assimilate, and then here it's like yay, multicultural. Yeah, everyone celebrate their own culture, mm-hmm. but we don't really. I don't think, think about, about it that much. I don't. Yeah, so that's a big difference because even though. Uh, we might have more racism. We also have a lot of celebratory things. Like we have the Black History Month and mm-hmm. Asian American Pacific Islander Month. We have Hispanic Heritage Month. I mean, like, well, I guess we kind of have that too. It just kind of migrates over to mm. our side. And like communities will find reasons to celebrate and showcase you know parts of their culture and like we do have it's not like everyone's completely mixed we do have little groups of communities because you always do feel more familiar with people who look like you have had the same experiences etc etc right right that just happens Um, yeah it just like you can't really help that because growing up in Canada I can associate with everyone who also grew up in Canada because I was born here but like I can also mesh with new immigrants because my parents were immigrants but you know my parents were immigrants they don't speak very much English their life experiences were you know in a particular way like poverty and like politically iffy situations so Mm -hmm. they also relate better with people who have had the same experiences and also speak the same language and it's not that they don't really they don't not want to associate with other people they just don't really know how yeah i mean when you when you're an immigrant and you don't speak the common language for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. you almost are locked in your own community because who else are you going to be able to communicate with Exactly. Like even at work, they work with a whole bunch of different cultures as well, but usually they stick to other people who speak Cantonese or Vietnamese because that's how they, and I mean, obviously, yeah, their English has improved over the years, but Mm -hmm. it's still not definitely far from fluent. So Mm -hmm. they're still more comfortable and like, it's hard to, and you would know it too, trying to speak Korean, like you feel very uncomfortable speaking a language, no matter how well you think you've learned it, you know, you're not all there. So like, there's a lot of self-consciousness coming from that. Although my dad is not self-conscious at all. He's he's something else <laughs> oh <laughs> i guess kind of an interesting thing is uh old asians versus new asians oh that's that's a whole other thing <laughs> that's a whole i mean we've briefly mentioned like intercontinental or intra race racism yes yeah right Mm-hmm. Um, because we're kind of Viet Chinese, but not ethnically Viet, just because my mom lived in Vietnam, Vietnamese, lived in Vietnam. And my dad was born there. So like Vietnamese was actually my second language. I don't really speak it much anymore. So don't ask me. <laughs> but you know, there's the stereotype of Vietnamese people being a certain way and Chinese people being a certain way, and mm-hmm. even though we're both Asians. And then there's also Hong Kong Chinese, and I'm, I'm speaking of the quote-unquote old Asians here. Yeah. You would have a lot of, um, not as many Koreans, I think, are really part of that group of refugees, but it would be a lot of Hong Kong people who had moved here from Hong Kong, a lot of Vietnamese and Chinese Vietnamese people who came here as refugees at the same time my parents did. Mm-hmm. And I think Vietnamese people were always kind of looked down upon by other Asian races. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's a lot of like East Asians looking down on Southeast Asians. They're dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tend to be darker. Like, they yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I've heard a lot about like when I was living in Korea. Yeah, they they tend to think of them as more like country. It's almost the same way that people in the north think of people in the south (laughs) that were uneducated and for us it's the opposite yeah all the like small small towns are up north but i yeah the same idea like you think oh and especially because i mean china is now a political and economic powerhouse Mm. i guess whereas vietnam has a has a lot of development happening but for a while they were very stagnant because of probably the political issues that were happening around that time Mm. Um, So they were thought of as they were poor, they're uneducated, like business was not a big thing in Vietnam, whereas in China, you know, you have like huge business hubs even back then. Yeah. So like there's, there's that. And then there's the new Asians who I also like to call the crazy rich Asians (laughs) because now there's not so much of a refugee situation as just people coming here for business, people <sighs> sending their kids here for school. Yeah. And it's funny because my my dad really doesn't like mainland China. Um, okay, to be honest, how ma- there are so many Asian cultures that don't like mainland China. <laughs> like it's insane how many people I've heard. My I was kind of adopted into a Taiwanese family mm-hmm. and my baba was always like, don't buy anything from China. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's almost like China is the America of Asia because they're they're like a very powerful country. They're kind Uh-oh. of in everyone's like business. Um, which like America, I politically speaking, I don't know too much beyond what everyone knows about American politics. Mm-hmm. But when we took law class in high school, we learned about international mm-hmm. law. What we learned was that America does not like international law because they don't like other people treading on their sovereignty, but they will go ahead Are and stick, you know, their forces, of course, in other places. Mm-hmm. I think Natalie cut out again. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> Where's your phone? Ah, Natalie. Why you leave us? <laughs> You're back. <laughs> oh, hold on. Where did you guys go? Oh, did you not hear us this time? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that I we were like it's flatlined again. <laughs> Every once in a while, I look at it. I'm like, it's flatlined. Is she still there? Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, um, what did you? We can wrap up if you. Want. I don't know what you said last. Um, I don't remember what I said. Oh goodness. Uh, <laughs> well, <was>? anyways. <laughs> Um, we can use her well anyways yeah. as a segue. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm going to be up all night. <laughs> um, did you have any other questions about like how race is handled in Canada? Because it, like, it does seem like it's very different. Uh, in some ways it's different. In some, there are a lot of things that are similar as well. I, it sounds mm-hmm. like we could probably talk about a few things in the future and still have a lot to talk about. So yeah, I think so. Oh, we can just do more collabs. <laughs> <laughs> You're here forever. <laughs> that, wasn't that what you said in one of your episodes? Yes. And, and then uh, don't don't scare her away. <laughs> You're trapped. Trapped. Oh yeah. no. I mean, <laughs> just because we like you, so it's it's like an honor, yeah. you know. <laughs> We've adopted you. You're an honorary Canadian. Now. I I'm almost <laughs> in Canada. I'll take it. Yeah. You're an honorary Canadian. Mm-hmm. I guess I should learn where the heck the British. <laughs> well, that and what on earth part of Canada I will end up in if I just go across the bridge. I don't know. We don't really just like Ontario is so big that I don't know. It's funny because I travel so much 
but Canada is so big and it's so expensive to travel within Canada that like I've never really been outside of a few places in Ontario and then like Montreal and Quebec City. Mm. Well, we'll have yeah. to figure something out. Both me crossing yeah. the border and <laughs> just the other kinds of things we can talk about as far as our experiences with race and things. Yeah. We can also talk about scary things. Off yes. completely different, but <laughs> We could probably have a whole long conversation about that. <laughs> you can come on my other podcast for scares. Yeah, I love that. I'm down. We'd love to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to work on keeping yeah. it to five minutes because that one's yeah. oh. horror movies. Goodbye. <laughs> this is so hard already. Look at dang. So, Natalie, would you like to tell our handful of listeners where they can find you? I'm assuming you can hear me, and I know that I'm recording, and I'm pretty sure you said what I like to share where you could find me. So I'm just going to continue talking, because I don't see you. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at some kind of brown. I do have merch and a secret group that you can find through the Facebook page. If you want to join, we talk about mixed race things, share stories on there. It's just a safe place for everybody to talk. Now I'm going to say generic phrases because I don't know how you're going to end the episode. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so much fun talking to you. We're definitely going to have to do this again. You guys are so fun. Unicorns. Talking to myself. I'm going to end this recording now. Did we lose you again? Oh, no. <gasps> no! <laughs> now it's gone gray, so we can actually oh my God. tell. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Well, we can tell. No, let's try to. Let's, we'll wait. Let's... We'll wait. Is, is she? Natalie, come back to us. Where's my phone? Natalie, no. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Or is that me? No, that's just you reading my message. <laughs> This is so silly. Hello? Hello, are you? Are you you trying to sing the Adele song? Yeah. Hello, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Makes it worse when you're Um, looking at each other's eyes. Yes. Like. Oh, it's still recording. So, okay. (laughs) So we don't know what you said. So <laughs> we lost Natalie again, but allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> or I mean, we'll st- we'll st- we're still waiting for confirmation. Yes, to see if she said where she's. This is hilarious. We're gonna have to cut all of this out and just like I'm gonna be up all night. I'm editing. so sorry, <laughs> girl.